Welcome to Red Rank Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. And just a friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And recently, Spotify added ratings, so you can leave a star rating on Spotify. If you can please give me a rating, whatever rating you think is fair. It'll help me out a great deal. It'll help me out with that almighty algorithm. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, rate the show, leave a review. I'd really, really appreciate it. So we have a few things to talk about in today's episode. We're going to talk about how the meta is changing ever since the recent mid-chapter update. We're going to talk about some petty behavior from behavior. Uh, then I'm go- this week's discussion point is just kind of a suggestion box. Again, more things I want to see in the game Dead by Daylight, but of course it'll never happen. It's just food for thought. And then we'll wrap it up. So how does that sound? Let's talk about it. So the meta for Dead by Daylight is changing as of the mid-chapter update. Otofu put out a YouTube video showing the strength of the perk combination Deadman Switch with Pain Resonance. It's more commonly used with the artist, but it can be very powerful pretty much on any killer from what I've seen. Deadman Switch received a buff in the last patch, and it was mostly overlooked. Most people just kind of went, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. So the way Deadman's Switch works is after hooking a survivor, the perk activates for 45 seconds. If a survivor is working on a generator and they stop working on the generator while Deadman's Switch is active, the entity blocks the generator for the remainder of Deadman's Switch, and then the killer sees a white aura for every affected generator. This gives the killer a lot of information. It tells the killer which generators are working on. And of course, I mentioned the artist earlier, so people are throwing crows at random generators throughout the map after they put somebody on a hook and more often than not survivors let go because they kind of have to otherwise they'll take a, a health state and then the killer knows which generators are being worked on killers are also pairing dead man switch with scourge pain resonance so pain resonance the way that works is there's four resonance hooks that spawn randomly on the map. And when a survivor gets hooked on a Scourge hook, the generator with the most progress regresses by 15%. So it gets basically like Pop Goes the Weasel, the way Pop Goes the Weasel works. Pop Goes the Weasel gives you 25% damage to the gen, but this one is better in so many ways. You don't have to physically go to the generator to kick it. You just It just happens. Doesn't matter where you are on the map. This also gives you great information because it tells you which generator has the most progress. And if any survivors are working on the generator, they'll scream. And when they scream, if you have Dead Man Switch active, the generator gets blocked and it still gets damaged. And so that generator will be blocked for 45 seconds. Now, many streamers have tested this combo and the generator does lose progression some people are kind of thinking like how when you block it when the entity blocks a generator the regression does stop but it does get damaged in this particular scenario it's a really annoying combination that's incredibly oppressive it's one of the strongest generator slowdown builds going right now and especially if the killer snowballs near a pain resonance hook so what's happening right now is the killer proxies the survivor Uh, that's on a pain resonance hook forcing another survivor to trade with that survivor on the hook then they get to blow up another generator probably the same one with pain resonance with the new survivor who had to trade it's a really nasty cycle and there's not a lot that survivors can do to counter it (laughs) you just 
it, it's a really it's a really interesting combination that's yeah as of this as of this recording it's hard to hard to counter it's even more difficult if you're playing on solo queue which is what i do i I play this game and i'm at the mercy of the teammates that i get when i play this game and i think a majority of a majority of players play solo queue so it's uh, it's really tough if you know how to counter it let me know my thing is when i notice this combination i do my absolute best to stay away from that particular hook that i know is a pain resonance hook but you don't always know the rest of them now as predicted and as discussed by kyle tg and myself boil over is a very very annoying perk uh typically used by bully squads it's hard it's a hard perk to pull off by yourself or with just one other person but it is possible so if you need a reminder boil over uh, is where the wiggle intensity is 100 greater making it tough for killers to carry survivors to hooks. And killers also do not see the hook auras within 16 meters. So it makes it really difficult to find the nearest hook. And if the killer drops down a floor or a level, or even just a tiny portion of a set of stairs, survivors gain 25% wiggle progression. Now, boil over isn't really overpowered. It's just really, really annoying to to play against. Survivors with boil over often run to the upper level in a building when they can make it where they can make it easier to wiggle off of the killer's shoulders. Now if you're playing killer, the the counterplay is to slug them until they bleed out, you just leave them there or not bother with them at all. It's very very annoying and I really hope they at least reduce the penalty to dropping a level down to something more manageable like maybe 10% top. So again, if you're killer, if you pick up a survivor and you notice the little symbol for boil over. It's like a horse <laughs> uh, on the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. If you don't know where the nearest hook is, if you're on an upper floor of a building and you have to drop down, there's a really good chance you won't be able to do it. And depending on that survivor's build, they may be able, they may be able to just get up by themselves if you slug them. A lot of these uh, boil over builds um, involve using like flip flop, uh, unbreakable, tenacity, a lot of different perks that allow survivors to get up on their own um, or make it easy for another survivor to come and pick them up. Again, it's not really a super meta perk. It's just really, really annoying. And uh, it leads to the killer and those survivors to get really upset during the endgame chat. I've had multiple games in the last week where I've had to slug um, those boil-over gamers because it's just not possible for me to get them on a hook. Uh, Ormond is a really oppressive map for that. Um, RPD is the worst. <laughs> Trying to get boil-over gamers onto a hook in RPD is next to impossible. It's hard enough to find a hook, but if they go into the lib into the library, you will not be able to get them on a hook. It's it's really brutal. And I say all this, <laughs> and I did test boil over with my friends uh, Electrical and Des. Um, I believe Des had breakout, and they were just always kind of near me when I'd get down. And even when I wasn't on an upper floor of a building or a map, it was still pretty easy to wiggle off. One protection hit from somebody was more more than enough. Now it's possible that killers might start to run more counterplay perks, but the thing is, like boil over is not quite a meta perk meaning it's not used by a majority of survivors you'll maybe run into boil over maybe one out of every 10 games if that i was watching um spooky loops play a few nights ago and he was running like iron grasp 
agitation save the best for last and i think mad grit so it's a it's a build where you basically you pick up a survivor and you basically chase other survivors while you have a survivor on your shoulder you whack them and if you hit the survivor with mad grit uh that pauses the wiggle timer so it's very anti-boil over but (laughs) when he was playing it he he didn't I I don't think he ran into a single boil over squad, but uh, again, not super meta, but when you run into it, it's very annoying for everybody involved. In other news, Dowsey had his Twitch shirts removed. Dowsey posted a meme of Patrick, the lead game designer for Dead by Daylight, quoting that running a killer for five generators doesn't take skill and shouldn't add to the survivor's MMR. Now, the funny thing is, I think Dowsey actually just straight up posted the actual quote that Patrick made on this situation. And he just had a picture of Patrick saying these words. And he said, Patrick, lead game designer of Dead by Daylight. I can't remember how quick it was, but maybe a day or two later, Dowsey noticed his Twitch shirts were gone from his account. If you're if you're unaware, a number of streamers, including all the, uh, the partnered streamers, and Dowsey used to be partnered with Dead by Daylight, they all have uh, Twitch shirts for their survivors. Now, for a while, the Twitch shirts were only on like certain survivors like who is it dwight and uh, i honestly i i can't think off the top of my head <laughs> but only a number of them had twitch shirts but in a recent patch within i want to say the last five six months uh the twitch shirts were added for every survivor so they uh, that's pretty cool but Dowsies were gone and people were speculating it might be a glitch might be an issue but Dowsie heard from behavior directly <laughs> and uh behavior went into his account to remove the twitch shirts stating something to the effect of how he targeted a member of the development team and needs to conduct himself more professionally that's not a direct quote but it was to that effect now this was of course in response to the recent developer q a which was a complete joke my last episode is literally titled like the dev q a was a joke and it was it was filled with absolutely no answers and no promises for the future of this game mmr is the elephant in the room and the community overwhelmingly agrees that mmr is bad for dead by daylight and it doesn't work yet behavior still wants to make it a thing Let's move on to the next section. Uh, This one, I'm just going to call it the suggestion box. It's this week's discussion point. Now, on the topic of MMR, if Behavior wants to make this an eSport, why can't we do eSports things, like in Rainbow Six? Rainbow Six Siege? Let the community vote on a banned killer for the week. Can you imagine a week without seeing a particular killer? I'd vote for Blight, personally. Let us ban a killer for the week and see how that goes. How about you let the community ban... um, one killer perk and one survivor perk for the week. Imagine a week without pain resonance and boon circle of winning. I mean, <laughs> boon circle of healing. It's just something to think about. It'll never, never happen, but I'd love to see it. Especially since behavior has a kill switch for every perk offering an item in the game. I'd also like to see things like medkits removed for a week. It's the most powerful item in the game. Or maybe just allow medkits in, but disable all of the add-ons. You could do the same for a killer add-on. You know, imagine a week without seeing alchemist ring on blight uh an add-on that is still in desperate need of a nerf and again i'm here to remind you i'm just a guy throwing out ideas behavior doesn't even listen to their partnered streamers so there's nothing i say here that will hold any water and will never be considered 
by anyone at Behavior. I'd be shocked if any of them have ever heard of me at all. It's a real shame, though, because they they seem to pride themselves on um, the, the diversity they have, uh, especially in their partnered streamer program. Um, I still have to go through that list. I don't know if any of them are native Canadian or American. Uh, so that's something I'll have to look into. Uh, but they are based in, I believe, Montreal, Quebec. So it's not really surprising to me. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> With that said, I think we'll wrap things up there. You can find me streaming on Twitch every Tuesday night at 7.30pm Pacific Standard Time. And Saturday morning, that time is still pending. I'm probably going to end up around 8 or 9, maybe 10 in the morning each each Saturday. I'm also on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Look up The Crow Show, and of course I'll leave links in the show notes. And I'd really, really appreciate it if you followed me and subscribed to me on all available platforms. Interact with my content. It's free to you. And it helps me out a great deal. And as always, I want to thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you in the fog.